Today I'm thrilled that we have Carol Archer, Senior Customer Engagement Manager of Ricoh Europe. And unusually, Carol's going to discuss a book rather than be the author of the book. Carol's going to review Team of Teams by General Stanley McChrystal. And on the back of the book it says, What if you could combine the agility, adaptability and cohesion of a small team with the power and resources of a giant organisation? So there you have it. Now, Carol, what do you think this book brings to the table for B2B marketers? Thanks, Toby, for the introduction. Um, so Team of Teams is is a really interesting book from the perspective that it's it's not written by a businessman. It, it's written um, by someone with extensive experience working in the field, um, fighting fighting Al-Qaeda from, an, from the American forces um, back in the early mid 2000s so on the face of it, uh, it it might not be the easiest way to see a link between um the, the world in which he he's expert in and the corporate world but but actually the book is very good at drawing the links between a battlefield and a, and a corporate corporate environment so there's a there's a lot to learn um both from a, a leadership perspective and also um the the operations of a matrix organization in which um, many many companies these days operate, um, so it it brings um it brings a lot of um, transferable um, stories from the from the battlefield to the boardroom. Realistically, he might have been in a life or death situation. I don't think in marketing we're in life or death. So, how many of those parallels and business examples do you feel feel actually apply? Yeah, and I, I think. Um, yeah, like like you say, he makes that that transition in in almost a bit of a humorous way. Um, he he recognises that it's it's not all very literal, but some of the the metaphorical um, kind of links that he draws are are very much uh, very much in similarity. Um, so he talks quite a lot about the the fact that leaders and businesses need to be adaptable. Um, rather than efficient, which is a traditional management style that for decades has been to drive the ultimate efficiency. But actually, adaptability is how how we're going to succeed as businesses. And I think from a from a from a purely business perspective, it, it is life or death. You either you either make profit or you or you lose profit, and and the company dies. So I think there is a parallel to be drawn, even though it's uh, it, it, the the implications aren't quite so so dangerous from a human perspective. Yeah, and in fact, the team of teams thing is interesting. I noticed that he speaks about Steve Jobs early on in the book and the fact when he asked Steve Jobs what he was most proud of, it turned out to be collaboration and teaming rather than individual products or anything like that. What did you make of that theme? Yeah, absolutely. And I think what really struck me about this book is talking around um, how a leader really needs to be a gardener um, and sort of resist the temptation to micromanage and be be a heroic figure um the um the author also talks quite a lot about um admiral nelson and the way that he um, fostered and empowered his captains rather than try to be uh, the single most powerful figure at the head of at the head of the navy um so it, it really um, draws upon the fact that to be a leader in this complex world that we're operating in it it's really about empowerment and creating a team that has what what um what he keeps referring to as shared consciousness 
everyone being in sync and aligned and being led by someone who empowers them to make decisions is actually the most successful um, model as we move into a world where technology is moving so quickly um, that we can't actually keep up to speed with uh, with with the growing range of uh, of issues and complex challenges that we're faced with. And the uh, the chapter, in fact, um, leading like a gardener, touches on this. Well, actually, explores this in some detail. How do you translate a concept like leading like a gardener into day to day, if you like, operational stuff that we're all faced with? Mm. I mean, from from my perspective, I work in an organisation where I see I see strong leaders behaving like gardeners, um, and and it's very effective. So um, here in marketing, we, we've got a leader who who doesn't get involved in 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 the technical complexities of issues unless unless needed to, but essentially empowers a range of leaders who then empower the managers below them to make to make the right decisions uh, and to use their their, their kind of judgment and their skills um, to make them really feel like they're contributing to the, the whole picture. Um, so I absolutely can resonate to that that style of uh, a good leader as a gardener. Um, conversely, I've experienced other kinds of leadership in business where um, where it's very much control-led um, and, and it's not as, as motivating or, or empowering from an employee perspective. Do you think there's scope for both styles in marketing? There's scope both for the kind of heroic gung-ho leader and the gardener type leader. Do you think there's scope for both? Yes, although I think I think there's a definite movement now towards um, to, towards the, the gardener approach. Not only because of the change, the changing nature of uh, systems and tools such as technology, but also the way that the new generation is being being educated. Um, they're being being taught to really um, to, to kind of challenge the status quo, uh, to be bold about um, uh, applying applying their their education and, and their beliefs. So I think actually the old the the old school style of leadership um, is probably uh, inevitably in some industries coming to an end. But that's not to say that it's the same across um, across all businesses, of course. That's very interesting. I hadn't thought of the educational aspect. I'm sure there's there's something to that. But if I could bring it back down to earth with a bump, um, most software and service companies now are selling as a service in some description. It's subscription model rather than outright sale and that's it. Now, I suspect outright sale suits a command and control leadership style, whereas software as a service and all those sorts of things um, suit the gardener world. Do you think there's a connection between that kind of ongoing relationship and gardener leadership that we could um, pick up on? Yeah, absolutely. I think it also, like you say, depends across different departments. So, so sales is very much results driven. Um, there's an element of competitiveness which is which is encouraged and which drives healthy results. Um, but in other departments, so marketing or um, I'm trying to think of another example, HR, for example, it. I think it's there's a slightly different um, dynamic uh, and need for for an adapted leadership style. Yeah. Now, one thing that also last thing um, I might touch on is I get a sense that there's a transition between what you might call quite macho leadership and, for want of a better phrase, less macho leadership. Do you think General, General McChrystal has touched on that at all? Absolutely, and I think 
as I was reading the book, um, I was quite t- kind of I noticed how how humble he is. Really, it's it's clear that he was, he you know he was the top of the chain in a in a very macho what we see as a macho organisation. You know, top of the army, making ultimately life and death decisions, leading thousands of people, coordinating um, very serious operations and um, military efforts. But but actually, he himself went through a journey it, it seems from when he set up his task force to um to to the end of his his military career he he made the shift himself i think from um from believing that he needed to be a macho leader to to more of a a hands off uh, i think he, he the way he terms it is um eyes on hands off approach so he's still involved in in all the information and the detail but he completely trusted the team that he built to make the right decision to use their sound judgment, and I think, um, yeah, I was touched by the fact that considering he was such a, a, a senior leader, he actually recognised the importance of um, of that shared consciousness, which is the theme that that really runs throughout the book. Well, the ultimate question then is: the book worth buying and reading? Yes, I I, I definitely think so. I think. To, to kind of give a few uh, kind of pieces of feedback, I think once you, you have to get past the very military focused start of the book, where I think sometimes the reader might be left wondering, you know, what what has this got to do with business, or how can this translate to 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 the themes that I'm looking for? But actually, once you get past that initial scene setting, um, and he moves more into other examples from the kind of civilian world, I think the analogies can be very quickly applied. So it's definitely worth sticking with. Um, And yeah, for for quite a short book, I'd say that there's a lot of a lot of insight in there. Great review. Thank you so much to Carol Archer, Senior Customer Engagement Manager at Rico Europe. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you.